everyone. Welcome back to the Power to Perform podcast. I'm your host, Allie Mallory, and I'm the Clinical Administrative Specialist here at PHP, and I have my Master's in Sport and Performance Psychology. With that, I am so excited to introduce our two new guests for this month's series, Dr. Mac Brown and Charlotte Whitaker. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you guys could please just share a little bit about yourselves and your backgrounds, and Mac, let's just start with you. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back on the podcast. It's been a minute since I've been on here. Um, my background, I've been in college counseling centers for most of my professional career. Um, I've done some private practice on the side working with uh, elite pro and retired athletes. And uh, this is the almost third year that I've been here at CU in my role, uh, both as a clinical and sports psychologist and as the training coordinator here at Psychological Health and Performance. Awesome. Charlotte, what about you? Who are you? So I'm Charlotte Whitaker. So happy to be on this podcast. Um, I'm a senior in school and I play on the CU women's basketball team. Um, I come from New Zealand, so I traveled a long way to be here. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it about me. Awesome. Well, we're very excited to have both of you on for this month's series. Um, and so Charlotte, I have a question for you to get us started. Uh, could you please just share with our listeners a little bit about why you decided to be on this podcast? Um, I think why I decided to be on this podcast, I think um, mental health in general is really important, um, specifically because I think it's hit home for me personally a lot. Um, my family and then a lot of friends I've seen go through um, a lot of stuff to do with that. And so the topic I chose for today was grief. And the reason I wanted to do this was because I feel like it's a topic that not a lot of people talk about. It's not um, openly an honest topic. They really get to the nitty gritty of grief um, ever. And I think um, society uh, within that has grown to kind of be scared or reluctant to talk about grief because you know, we're scared to offend or be vulnerable in those situations, especially for ourselves and other people. And so I think if we can start changing the narrative surrounding grief um, and instead of saying, oh, it's something that we get over as a social construction, I think it's something that we work through and move forward with. Um, so I think that's really important to distinguish and continue to uh, open up the discussions about it. I think it's a really important topic that everybody's going to go through in their life. So... That's such a great point because, right, it's not something that any of us are ever going to get to escape in our lives. Like, right. inevitably, we're going to experience grief in some version because there's mm -hmm. more than just one. But I think a lot of us do kind of jump to that place of grief as a loss of life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that can feel really scary and uncomfortable to talk about or acknowledge. And so whether we realize it or not, we might shy away from it because... Mm -hmm we can lean away from the things that are uncomfortable to us right. and we gain comfort by having uncomfortable conversations and, and talking about real things, real life. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, you know, as a whole, I think, uh, as I said, every person on this planet will eventually be touched by it. But I think, um, Grief is misconstrued in the fact that we always think of grief as, you know, losing somebody and instead it's it's kind of a concept of grief can be a part of many things and it can come in many different 
um, experiences um, throughout your lifetime. And I think uh, there's, you know, grief before an actual event can happen, you know, cancer diagnosis or um, some stuff like that. So we can even start grief early and um, then grief after a loss of something and it doesn't necessarily need to be a person. It could be loss of identity, loss of a relationship, friendship, a loss of a pair, um, loss of a life opportunity. So I think that's also something that needs to be kind of acknowledged as grief comes in so many different forms and I think we don't sometimes understand that we're even grieving within a situation yeah I mean I I did a little uh dictionary look up I'm like (laughs) okay well we're using this term grief and I think even when I talk about it I say grief and loss I kind of lump them together but grief in and of itself is really about suffering and discomfort and pain and that can come from a variety of places it doesn't have to be because there was something lost I really like that you named Charlotte the fact that potential opportunities that now won't come to fruition can be something that we grieve Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that is a process too you said something in relation to that earlier that it's not a thing that you experience at one set moment in time Mm -hmm. and then poof, it's gone, right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be a thing that pops up in different ways and at different points, depending on what that thing is that you are grieving. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, in different aspects of our life, um, because I'm a student athlete, I feel like I can relate um, to that kind of identity more, but um, we always kind of, I don't know, push to get over, you know, stuff in our life or at least, you know, have this sort of mental toughness, but mental health and mental toughness are two different things. And I think people kind of get them intertwined and don't know the difference between it. And I think that the pressure of us also to, you know, almost go through it ourselves and to get ourselves out of it. And so I think the point of asking for help and really reaching out um, to, you know, coaches or family, friends and everything. I think that's really hard for us to do sometimes. And um, I think that, you know, it's almost like an identity we put on ourselves. Like we have to be mentally tough as athletes and we have to get through this. And so if anything kind of goes outside of that box, it's it's really hard to kind of, you know, deal with it and then accept that that's something that we actually are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me personally, I kind of used my experiences with grief and I kind of used it as a badge and I kind of put it as part of my identity and so that's kind of what made me um so I was really consumed by it and I didn't really know how to work through that Mm -hmm. there's a lot that can and I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that right like that I think is something that we as people and we as athletes want to present as strong or tough Mm -hmm. or like that we've overcome and you know especially within an athletic identity there is a lot of reinforcement of that that you might give to yourself or that teammates or coaches or right like like we want you to be strong we want you to be tough like that makes you a great player etc and if being a great player makes us feel good then maybe we want to like dive our energy into that because especially if we're going through a grief process we might be trying to find ways to feel better and what we don't realize is kind of the perpetuating cycle that it can create of i just got to shove my feelings into this box Mm -hmm. and either use it to my benefit or if it's not going to be to my benefit then i'm not going to talk about it because i don't want to acknowledge that 
something could be negatively impacting me or right. just impacting me. Right. 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 No, I, yeah. And I, you know, coming onto this podcast, I really wanted to be vulnerable and I wanted to, you know, I think break down the walls of grief. So a part of like my story and I think why I chose to do it. So in 2018, my father suddenly uh, died from a heart attack. He was a fit 45 year old uh, firefighter. Um, I ended up being the first one to find him and having to perform CPR. So you know, that for me brought like a really traumatic experience, especially with PTSD and depression later. And then about eight months later, after I'd already moved over to um, the United States, uh, my best friend passed away. She committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those were really huge moments in my life that kind of changed the trajectory of where I was going and who I was and my mental health and state at the time. And I think... Um, I'd never really experienced anything like that before. And so that was a huge shock. And I, I almost think I wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't talk about it um, really in society. Uh, we try and, you know, we have these things nowadays. We have trigger warnings and we have, you know, oh, we can't, you know, discuss this with our kids because they're too young or um, this is a hard topic. So, you know, we don't want to make anyone upset. So we almost walk around the subject um, mm-hmm. instead of really taking it head on but it's something that you know in life is is natural and it's always going to happen and maybe if you know death or whatever happens earlier than expected you know that's you know that's a lot harder but at the end you know um, death is going to happen in life and we're all going to experience it and so I think that's something that needs to be more widely at least acknowledged I think for sure yeah we say a lot in uh in our work naming Mm -hmm. things to tame them yeah. because when we stay silent about things or when we avoid or sidestep things, we end up giving it more power. And I think death, right? Like to face our own mortality or Mm -hmm. the mortality of people that we love is something that we want to heavily avoid because it's Mm -hmm. scary to think about. And in doing that, we can actually put more power into the hold it can have over us and the way that we live our lives or the way that, that we then relate to those experiences when they do inevitably happen. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, well, thank you both for contributing to that discussion. I thought that was really powerful and thank you for your vulnerability, Charlotte. Um, I just want to do a quick takeaway to wrap up this first podcast. Um, so it's okay to sit with hard emotions, right? One technique uh, in doing so is called see. So separate, evaluate, and embrace. First, imagine yourself separating from the emotion, like you're looking at it from across the room. Then evaluate the emotion. Ask yourself, where is this coming from? How does this feel? Actually name the emotion, like Mac was saying. Name it to tame it. Finally, embrace the emotion. Let yourself feel it fully. By doing so, you can ride out the wave of the hard emotion until it runs its course. And then finally, to end the podcast, I just want to finish it off with a quote. Grief is not a disorder, a disease, or a sign of weakness. It is an emotional, physical, and spiritual necessity, the price you pay for love. The only cure for grief is to grieve. From Earl Grohlman. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. 